0: Hello, friends. It's me, Andrew.
1: Hi, it's Jess. <laughs>
0: ah, hi, and you are listening to a very special bonus episode release of Take Me to Coffee, episodes 1, 2, and 3. From the archives.
1: Ooh, friends, we are pulling back the curtain this week and we decided to let you listen to the very first test episodes we ever recorded. Please do not hold us accountable for what you're about to hear.
0: Sharp eared <laughs> listeners will note the intro is a little bit different, the music's a little bit different, but the episode with Christina Anthony is the same.
1: Ah, oh, Christina Anthony, who premiered Mixed Ish. On network TV this fall, you can catch her there. And we had an exclusive interview with her before it all happened.
0: And you know where we had that interview? Where's that? The most glorious? The throne room. <laughs> the throne room of her own house. Yeah, it was, her, uh, it was actually her, her throne room. She has a throne room in her house, as we all do. It's called the bathroom. And this is where this interview takes place. (laughs) Please (laughs) listen on
1: (laughs) to find out more. (laughs) Oh, and also, friends, I have a note. Uh, When you're done, you should definitely download the other two bonus episodes, number one and three, in particular, number three. I've been getting asked a lot lately how to make a podcast now that we have this podcast out. You don't need to ask me that. Just listen to bonus episode number three, which was actually our very first episode we ever recorded with our friend and actor Jermaine Blackwell. Ba
0: Ba Blackwell on Twitter and Instagram.
1: It's true. And uh you can uh hear for yourself everything that goes wrong when you try to make a podcast for the first time.
0: <laughs> and it did. Oh it did. We we oh it did. <laughs> and you know what don't worry it's a special commentary episode so you can enjoy jess and i completely making fun of ourselves
1: it's a little uh more than normal yeah oh more, more. than normal yeah it's a little tribute to uh, Emma, uh mystery science theater uh 3000 our little tribute to oh it. my god
0: yeah oh it is uh around halloween time oh, now yeah. so, so it's I, good. I really have to get back into that but yeah.
1: first this episode with christina anthony we hope you enjoy bonus episode number two Welcome to the third bonus episode of Take Me to Coffee.
0: To 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 take me to coffee. In most careers, mentorship is built in. Part of is a built in. Sorry. In most careers, can we just start again? <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. It's going really well. They're so fucking terrible right We're now. So bad at this. God.
1: Uh, <laughs> this will be an excellent thing for social media.
0: I mean, can we please just keep okay. all of this? Just for later? Oh, Jesus, we're awful. (laughs) There we go. This is like our 10th episode, too.
1: Welcome to the third bonus episode of Take Me to Coffee.
0: Hashtag TM2C. In most careers, mentorship is a built-in part of the process, but as theater people, not so much.
1: So we went to the internet to find the smartest, most amazing people to answer our questions and yours. From YouTube to Broadway to TV, sports, entrepreneurs, activism, and seriously, everything in between. Welcome to our mentorship.
0: I'm really going to read this out loud. Vroom, vroom. I'm Andrew. She writes it. I read it, people. This is Jess. And you know what? Let's grab a cup of coffee and get started. I think that's it. I think we got it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a joke. If you put something in this intro script, you know that I'm gonna read it, and I know that you just put things in there just for me to read them so you can giggle.
1: <laughs> Actually, that didn't really occur to me till just now that I can do that. So now it's a thing. <laughs>
0: Of course it's a thing. You're going to throw stuff in like a huge, beautiful, wonderful thing. We're talking about some really serious shit. And then all of a sudden you're going to throw in something like Tweety Bird Tweet. And I'll read the fucking thing out loud. And you'll be like, he did it. He didn't even know he did it, but he did it.
1: Oh, Andrew.
0: Here we are on a kind Uh, of a, what is this? What are we doing today?
1: We're doing a bonus episode, but I mean, we're, we're what? But it's bonus
0: episode number three, right? Yeah, we are. Episode. Episode number three.
1: It's been a really God. uh good couple of weeks recording all these f- I am actually kind of astounded at the people that have agreed to come talk to us and answer our questions. <laughs> but, you know, for today, the bonus episode, I I haven't talked to you in like what it's been like 2 weeks, right? Has it been
0: that long already?
1: I think it has, which feels God, really weird. That's
0: crazy. Well, what I the know. what are you what are you what are you doing? Uh has got like a ball cap and some like a hoodie and she seems to be in like where are you?
1: The woods. I I joke that every year, like Brigadoon. <laughs> That's not a
0: euphemism. She's literally in the woods.
1: Actually in the woods. Every year, like Brigadoon. For one month I'm sporty. <laughs> and it's because I'm on a mountain in the Rockies oh. directing a musical. And it's like my little paid vacation. So I'm in I'm in this tiny cabin in the Rockies. I'm on a mountain. I'm at like eighty, five hundred feet. Um, sometimes in the mornings when I look out my window, there's a moose. So like I'm rugged. I'm rugged, is what I'm saying.
0: So can we can we just let we had this conversation earlier but i want to go back again and say what is the plural of moose for me it's meese
1: i like but it also like i'm with you i like
0: meese i'm a big fan of meese i know it's not i know it's not correct
1: no but then again we can
0: just change language right we can just we can just change it
1: that's true it's fluid whenever you imagine like a big huge like dude moose you know they've got these giant shelf like antlers
0: it's a bull moose. Yeah, a bull uh-huh.
1: moose. And they've got those big old jowl things and they're just like burr, burr, burr. and then you call them a meese. Hey meeses, what's up?
0: Right. It really takes them down to like what you think of a handheld cuddly animal would be. Do not approach a moose. No. We're not condoning any of that. It is it is dangerous to get in the way of a moose.
1: I have something to say about that. I've been coming up here, I guess, actually for six years. This is my sixth summer up here. And this year in particular, when you like we drive into the park to go see the animals, this year in particular, I have seen so many people out of their cars, way too close to a bull moose taking photos, which, you know, when you go to Rocky Mountain National Park, you just don't get near the animals. They're super dangerous, right? Like They are know. wild
0: animals. They yeah. are wild animals. Like people just don't respect it anymore, especially you know with like you know, T V and phones and things are like, Maybe oh, I didn't get closer. It. It's not gonna hurt me. And you know, Mises, it's like this weird false sense of security.
1: Mises are <laughs> Mises are very dangerous. <laughs>
0: It's true. The plural of moose is meese. We've changed it officially. Merriam-Webster, get on it.
1: Yow's. But the cool thing this year is, so I've seen a ton of bull moose, which is awesome. Uh, We ran into like a herd of 90 elk. We actually sat and counted them. That was amazing. Uh, I hiked a mountain last week in Rocky Mountain National Park. It's about 13,000-foot mountain. I didn't do all (sighs) 13,000 feet, clearly, because you don't start at the bottom. And we saw so many marmots. Do you know anything about marmots?
0: Yes, I know a marmot. They are a darn good varmint. What? I was trying to to make the joke. It didn't come out right.
1: Well, my favorite thing about marmots is marmots hang out really up high in Rocky Mountain National Park. And okay. they like rocks
0: Like at the like at the tree line? Above Above the tree line Oh, interesting yeah. I okay. don't know
1: if they live below tree line Because I've never seen them But yes, they hang out above right. tree line And when you do Mount Ida And Rocky Mountain National Park Which is the mountain we hiked Like the first mile Is like half of the elevation incline So it's a really hard first mile And then when you get up the top we, There's what we call poop rock And it's this amazing rock outcropping at the, You look over the whole park And it's just full of marmots And the marmots sit on the rocks And just like look at out over the whole park and each of them always has their own Beyonce fan cuz the wind is so windy so they sit on the top <laughs> these stupid little look up a marmot if you don't know what they look like and then imagine it does sitting. it look a
3: little it
0: look it look a little bit like a meerkat and or a mongoose
1: Mm-mm. uh no they're no? fatter Neither of the two? they look like a beaver almost like they're fatter and they've got really right, long so they have brown to be like, part of
0: the like Rodentia eschiridae.
1: Yeah sure okay family
0: <laughs> rodent it's
1: Anyway, I just love because the wind blows their spiky little hair and they just like look over the whole park and they're the best animals. They're so funny. So we saw lots of those and lots of pikas and pikas are more like little tiny. I don't know. They're not. They're shorter than it looks like a
0: prairie dog.
1: What the marmot?
0: It looks like a prairie dog. Yeah,
1: but bigger. They're fat.
0: Oh, much bigger. Oh, much bigger. He is the like. The portliest little gentleman that I've ever seen. And then
1: now imagine like the wind blowing through his hair. It's his
0: husky <laughs> mane. Oh, my
1: God. They're so funny. And then look up a pika. Everybody these things at home, are really cute. They are so cute. And so pikas are these little tiny things that live in the rocks up above tree line and they squeak at each other. And they look and like little field mice. Yeah. They don't look so different than a rat. It's like
0: fucking flowers for Algernon over here. Look, look at that. Look how cute he is. Jesus Christ. I also just made that reference. Tells you that we're theater people.
1: Actually, Andrew, have you ever hiked a like super tall mountain like that before?
0: No, no, I've actually never done that. I've only skied in the Rockies. I've never mm. um, actually hiked uh, anything of that elevation. It's a That's really amazing, though.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting experience because like the whole Idas is all above tree line basically for four miles. Yeah. It's like completely right. quiet except for the wind, which is just like raging. And yeah, yeah, And you can hear your breath because it's hard to breathe up there, right? Because you're up at like 11,000 right. feet and then you uh-huh. just see these marmots and pikas everywhere and these beautiful tiny flowers because you're in the Alpine tundra which uh-huh. is above treeline and it it's like mini versions of all of these different kinds of flowers and it takes ha- like a hundred years for them to grow because it's the conditions are so crazy up there right and it's just it's just like the most extraordinary experience it really like puts everything else in your life in perspective
0: <laughs> i'm kind of into that though yeah go you should do that
1: you would like it
0: well what are you doing up there you're teaching the summer camp
1: I'm directing a show
0: but you're building it with teenagers
1: yeah with teenagers 13 to 18 year olds and we we actually uh-huh. I came in knowing there's a, a band I love called dismemberment plan there's a dismemberment song that I've always thought would be a good premise for a play it's called you are invited and the lyric is mm-hmm. like this kind of like sloopy dude you know who doesn't really like have any friends or belong anywhere gets this invitation in the mail out of nowhere one day. And it just says you okay. are invited by anyone to go anywhere. You are invited for all time. And so he like goes to the like all these places he wouldn't have been able to get into. Like he goes to his ex-girlfriend's party and she's really nice to him, you know, like all that stuff. So that was the premise. That's it. We were just like, the premise of this play is receiving an invitation that allows you to go anywhere. And we got to talk about the difference between being welcome and belonging, because those are two different things, especially with teenagers. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've built this amazing play that we wrote from scratch. The teens have written nearly all of it. And uh, we're just about to start going into dress rehearsals, which is super exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. I think what was really surprising as we like jumped into writing and writer's rooms on this was that initially our reaction was like, Oh, cool. What a wild fun play to write where you can literally just go anywhere with this thing. But what happened in the writer's rooms is that we really discovered that like the character's journey in our musical is that just because you can get in somewhere and you've been welcomed into that place doesn't mean you belong there. Right. If you're searching Mm. for fitting in and like searching for more, it's, those are two very different things. So the invitation doesn't actually solve all your problems, you know? So it's been,
0: wow. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? That's fun. What are you, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking, Jess, like what kind of coffee you got? some.
1: I'm drinking Starbucks because I'm on a mountain. So we have limited access to, not that I actually really like Starbucks. Starbucks is great. Um, but I don't always buy uh, what it. What
0: particular blend? Is it a, is it a special blend or anything like that?
1: Italian roast.
0: Yeah, Italian roast. Okay, you like a darker, like a dark medium roast, I right? I do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Andrew? Yeah.
0: Um, I am actually having some waffy right now. I'm actually going to start a coffee shop called Waffy. right. It's just water and coffee. For those it's of two you things. who don't have we know, talked about this before? No.
1: For those of you who don't know, Waffy is Andrew's nickname with his best friend. And you friends. will hear
0: about it in our other one of our other bonus episodes with my best friend. We'll hear about the the origin story of Waffy, but um, I am just drinking some simple, you know, water and coffee. mixed Waffy. Hey,
1: and speaking of committing to things, if you're digging around and enjoying these episodes, we've got like 13 episodes our first full season is out so you can go to your favorite podcast <laughs> client thingy <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just dropping all the episodes.
1: Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. And go check out some of the episodes. We've had the most amazing people on. We have this master sommelier from Napa, a sports writer for ESPN, um, an amazing fitness industry uh, per- person, like entrepreneur, just all kinds of crazy people that have answered our questions and uh, have been really fascinating. So go check our uh, episodes out and uh, leave us a review if you want. Or if you don't want, leave us review anyway.
0: Yeah, don't even listen to it and leave us a review. (laughs) But make sure it's kind. Always with me. Make sure, make sure it's really kind. What's
1: today's episode about Andrew?
0: Oh my god. We're um we're actually we're gonna be interviewing a dear friend of mine. Her name's Christina Anthony, and she is one of the funniest people I have ever ever in my entire life been on stage with had the I, she's such a gift to be on stage with she was uh, w- uh, she's worked at what second city yeah. uh, comedy central yeah. uh, we did a musical together called found the musical which is basically you know you take a bunch of lost and found papers and notes and things that you you know find kind of around in the world like people have written something and it could be out of context or whatever we turned that into a musical as in you know subtext for main characters or even the through line in the plot of the the actual show is based off of these things and so she's been on blackish and they're getting ready to drop a uh like kind of a what do you what New do you thought like a, right? a spin off yeah, right it's a spin off yeah. series called mixed of which she's one of the stars of yep. and she's worked so hard for all her life and she's you know kind of questioned giving up the business and and if that's something you guys want to listen to i mean this christy dianthe has got the brilliant story for you guys
1: my favorite thing about this episode by the way is that she did the whole thing from her bathroom floor it
0: was the only place in the house that she said that she <laughs> that she had privacy And good sound quality. I'm giving you the one and the two. But the privacy and the good sound quality. We, the entire episode, is recorded in her bathroom. (laughs) And we have the video. So please get over to Patreon and sign up and subscribe because you will want to see, just for even this one episode, you're going to want to see this ridiculousness. Does she put, I I remember her putting on her makeup at one point because she had to go to do something. (laughs) She's like the curling iron's on. There's like a whole bit. She does bits for For days days and it is (laughs) absolutely hysterical it is hysterical we hope
1: you enjoy bonus episode number three of take me to coffee with christina anthony
0: guys i made a special fresh pot of coffee for this
3: i'm in my bathroom i can't do that but i'm gonna use this toilet paper roll to really help uh,
0: (laughs) god i knew this was gonna be the best interview ever i live in a studio I live in a studio. That's why I, I was going to ask
1: why the bathroom. What was I behind can't make that choice? I
0: in my bathroom. God, there was. Oh boy, look at you. Look how gorgeous you are. What is this? Your is this your employment hair?
2: This
3: is my new. This is my real life hair. That for real? Yeah, I shaved my head.
0: That is fantastic. <gasps> yes. What caused that?
3: Oh man, I just wanted to change. It was time.
0: Okay, well, let's dive into that.
1: Did you love it? How did you feel after you did it?
3: Uh, no, I did it when I did it. Um, my, I think my sister was here with me and I just did it just in the bathroom one day and she called my parents and she was like, Christina just cut off all her hair. (laughs) Very long, uh, locks before this.
0: Yeah, it was really long from what I remember.
3: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just like rocking a new look. I'm really excited. I'm excited too because I didn't know so much about wigs before I started wearing them. First of all, you don't call them wigs. They're called units.
0: Unit. Oh, that is something I did not know. Oh. Okay.
3: Yeah. So this is a unit with a bang, but I have some units without bangs.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Hey, what kind of coffee are you drinking, Jess? I'm drinking Monsoon Malabar. Yeah. And uh, Christina, what kind of coffee are you drinking today?
3: Typically, I drink. You know, I'm an instant coffee person.
0: Oh, really? Uh, You're like a Nescafe.
3: Uh, I swear by Starbucks instant coffee or uh, a major coffee, a major coffee chain instant coffee, as they are not paying me to influence people.
0: Well, we're we're actually trying to get it's influence. Working
3: on that.
1: Yeah. No, we don't want to be influenced. We want no, to influence.
0: I want people to tell me to, what to drink, and um, then I want to drink it. I don't. I want to just be so influenced. we're clear.
3: Yeah. Okay. So the Starbucks Colombian instant coffee, it's pretty legit.
1: And it, is it just a mix-in?
3: Yeah, you just put it in a cup and pour it in hot water.
1: That Starbucks instant coffee is the real deal. Like it's really actually not bad. I'm like totally with you on that.
0: I've never tasted anything. I I, I think that's blasphemy. From all the coffee, real coffee drinkers out there, I feel like that's blasphemy.
1: Yeah, but what do you do like when you're on a plane and you want like a good cup of coffee on a plane? And you don't want that crap that they, no offense, but that they pour on a plane, right? You have the little packet of Starbucks. Mwah, perfect, delicious.
3: That's a great idea. I've never thought to, to bring it on a plane, but yeah. Oh, well, See, you're
1: welcome. <laughs> look at that. Like she's not even, she's
0: not worried about the, like, she's worried about bathroom coffee. She's not worried about plain coffee.
3: Yeah, I do drink the plain coffee. Yikes.
0: See, but I God, you. God, you're but really I mean, on your high horse today. Your coffee high horse today.
3: Ow! I just hit my tooth with my
0: That's That's exactly what you get.
3: I have sensitive teeth too. You have sensitive teeth.
0: Me? No. My teeth are like horse teeth. I have like the biggest teeth ever. That has nothing. They're just physically large teeth. I
3: don't like hot coffee on my teeth and I don't like ice on my teeth.
0: Okay. I understand that. I love that you're in your bathroom recording this right now. I'm so happy for this. Christina, okay, so here at Take Me to Coffee, let's get this episode going. Are we recording? Okay. We're good. We've been recording this whole time. Emily's like, God, you guys, please. The fifteen minutes of like terrible whatever you're doing. Um, I want to know. Someone was to ask you to coffee, or you were to ask someone to coffee. Who would you ask? Who would it be?
3: Oh well, gosh, I have to say our president, uh, our former president. Barack oh God!
0: Oh, I was going to say. I was
3: so worried for a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but again, like you know, she's a progressive. Like Christina's really progressive. I want to see her. I want to see that interview, though. You and Donald yeah. Trump in a room. Can you guys, can you interview him in a bathroom?
3: Oh, uh, you know what? I would take, I would take Donald Trump to coffee and I'd pray for him. And then I'd say, you can tell me who's making you act like this. What are they doing? <laughs> <I'm planning>. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. We're in my bathroom.
0: <laughs> no, the Exactly. No, that's, that's where you like, you, you coddle, you hold people tight in your bathroom. <laughs> So, today on Take Me to Coffee, we have a dear friend of mine, coworker, ex-coworker of mine at Found the Musical, stage actress, comedian extraordinaire, podcast host. Are you still hosting?
3: No, it's defunct.
0: Oh god, Davey really did that. Anyways, name is Christina Anthony, she's a genius. Welcome to the show.
2: Yay. Oh, yeah, god. Thanks Oh, so that's that's
0: awful. <laughs> Your party girl voice, Jesse, is killing me today.
1: I know. I try. Yeah, no.
0: You really tried. Uh, so, Christina, we've got you on the show today. And we want to ask you a couple of questions. We really don't know what the format of the show is yet. We kind of have a little bit of a rough sketch, but we want to talk to our guests. Just don't make faces like that. We kind of want to talk to our guests about if you were to go to coffee with someone, and you've already said two people that you would want to take to coffee. What are some of the questions that you would ask this person if you if you were to sit down at a table with them and say, hey, listen, I want to pick your brain. If somebody was to take you to coffee, what are you going to talk about?
1: And I want to go... Go back to Barack. What would you ask him that has not like, you know, because he's been on comedians and coffee cars, whatever, and Colbert and all the things like what is what would you ask him that hasn't people haven't tackled in their conversations with him yet?
3: OK, yeah. If I could take someone to coffee, it definitely would be Barack Obama. And my first question is, did you like being president? I feel like nobody ever asks that that is
1: so true do you think that they say like you can't ask
3: him this question because we can't let people know the answer (laughs) that he hated it that as much as we loved him he hated every minute of that relationship i stayed you you know how it's like when you date someone and you're like oh this is not gonna work out Uh uh-huh but you kind of stay in it because you know they love dating you Uh (laughs) uh-huh i
0: feel like that. i'm definitely gonna that's kind of really selfish and kind of fucked up
3: yeah
1: you I know what like- are you supposed to do when you're the president? You gotta stay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You can't get out of it. Can you? I don't uh, yes, know. Of course are you, you, can. Ever- you could
0: leave office. You could be like a you could be like an what is it, itinerant president. You could be have like, you know, your underlings take care of everything, like a la G George W.
1: I mean Nixon resigned, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. I guess so. I mean, Pre impeachment, yeah. Yeah, I feel like though, as soon as he took office, he, if he didn't realize it, we were so in love with him. And I felt like he was like, I gotta stick it out now. This is probably the best relationship they've ever been in. (laughs)
2: Yeah, the truth.
1: What does it feel like afterwards for him, too, right? Like to watch all of this happen? I feel like he's
3: like, I knew that the United States was broken and didn't know, know her worth. And now she's dating this trashy guy. And it's hard to watch, but I've just got to move on. We're in a rebound
0: relationship. We are in a yes, full yes. rebound relationship, but like a hate fuck kind yes. of relationship. Like, yeah, like totally. a full hate fuck.
1: Yes. Oh, so no. bad.
0: Like, I don't want to look at you. I don't want to talk to you while we're doing this. We're doing yeah. this. Go
3: the fuck home
0: go, right, Immediately. Oh, you want to get coffee? <laughs> I told you not to talk to me.
3: Yeah, <laughs> This is a major rebound. Oh. This is a major rebound, this relationship.
0: Unbelievable.
3: Yeah, so I want to ask him that. I'd also want to ask him. I'm sure if someone were to ask him how is life now, he'd be like, "It's great." <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. he's just making cameos left and right. You know, he was down at that well, yeah. that that Cuban place down in Miami. He just like strolled in one afternoon, and people freaked out. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm just here to get a, a Cuban sandwich," yeah. and people love him, like still love him.
3: Yeah, and I think for our new boyfriend, that's got to make Donald Trump feel like crap, right?
0: You'd think so. Do you think some of this is kind of like a retaliation because he knows that the one that got away was Barack Obama, and he's just super jealous? That's why he's acting this way? Mm.
3: No, I think he knows now that being president isn't real, right? We all know this, I mean, he's not really
0: a president. Let's get real.
3: Right. Well, I knew he wasn't there. Being the president wasn't real as soon as they let Barack Obama be president. I'm like, they're letting black people be president? Oh, there must be other people running this country. And then after that... (laughs) Once the cat was out of the bag, they're just like, okay, who else wants to go? Who wants
0: to do it? Let's do it. Just grab back. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so now we've got this crazy Republican in the house, right? I mean, it sort of feels like we're replaying the 80s. So we're just like, let's put on all our old 80s TV shows and reboot those. Yes. The A-team coming back. Like, I think everybody's just like in shock. They're like, yeah, can you bring back Mad About You? We're we're in crisis mode right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right? God, who does not love like, a gonna, Paul
0: Reiser joke?
3: Hello, he, Paul Reiser. Nobody,
0: no. Paul. He can do no wrong. Oh, yeah. He's America's sweetheart.
3: Is he? He is, and no, he's coming back.
0: And he's absolutely coming. They're going to
3: reboot. And what? In Mad About You, still mad. What? Electric
1: yes. yes. like Googaloo. <laughs>
3: Let me tell you something. They're rebooting everything. Uh, Alf coming back.
0: Yeah, I, I saw, saw that. that too. We're desperate. Yeah. Are we doing? That? Is it? Is it a full female A team? And were you in for the Mr. T T-Roll?
3: <laughs> I I was not up for them. You know, Mr. T She's like that's why I shaved I know, my I No, that's, that's
0: what I thought it was. I like, a the fool,
3: You know what? See, this is why you shouldn't make these jokes, Andrew. Mr. <sighs> T's daughter is a friend of mine.
0: Great. That's <laughs> what do you mean, jokes? Like, I love that. Are you kidding? Could do you think you can maybe she like, lives in Chicago. give me oh, maybe we could yeah. side email and we could maybe we could hang out.
3: She would love to come visit you. She's I mean, she's a tough cookie though. Oh, she's I'd got love a mouth that. like a sailor. Right yes. up my alley. I love it. I think she's been, she might have a restraining order against her for stalking a boyfriend. And she's an elementary school teacher. Real lovely gal. Oh,
0: that makes perfect perfect Perfect. sense. Makes perfect sense.
1: I hope she teaches in the richest Chicago neighborhood. Just
3: like (laughs) hoity-toity. No, I actually think she teaches public school, but I'll introduce you to her. She's a fun friend. But uh, no, she grew up super rich. I mean.
0: Well, I mean, B.A. Baracus, yeah.
3: Yeah, people didn't know it. They'd be like, I mean, who's this little kid? And she's just like, what do you think her dating <laughs> life was
0: like in like growing up? Like she's like, oh, I'm gonna I bring a boy home or a girl home or whatever. And you're like, hey, this is my dad, hey. <laughs> oh, Mr. T. Like what?
3: Actually, Mr. T was super nice, wasn't he? Oh yeah,
0: he was a wonderful human being. That's what I mean. But like, he had this persona of being so scary. Yeah, and like such a badass. He was just great right. to
3: us. He wanted us to. Didn't he say like stay in school?
0: Peter the fool, stay in
1: school. That's right. A Peter the fool,
0: stay in school.
3: <laughs> What's your question
1: for Mr. T? Yeah, go. question
3: for Mr. T. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Mr. T. Um. Oh, is that a wig or is that your real Mohawk? <laughs> is it like a piece that they glued on?
0: Yes. Is it just like a beaver pelt that they just kind of strapped? True. that is really a good question. God, I want to know now.
3: We don't know. And do they call it a unit? I don't know. Now that Flashback, I know so much about showbiz. Callback. Then nobody's hair is their hair anymore. Andrew's no. hair isn't his hair. No, this is, a, this, is,
1: nope.
0: this is a wig. You're wearing a wig
3: now. I'm wearing a
1: wig right now. I'm wearing a unit right now.
3: <laughs> Ever since I found out white women were wearing wigs and soap operas, my mind has been blown.
0: God. <laughs> do you think Susan Lucci started that trend?
3: Now, you know Susan Lucci is a friend. I can't answer that. <laughs> I
0: love that everybody's a friend of yours because you are in the know.
3: Hollywood,
0: honey, Hollywood. No, I know, and you are you are hobnobbing with the elite, Susan Lucci. Hello,
1: Susan Lucci can wear a wig and be proud of it. As far as I'm concerned, absolutely, whatever the fuck she wants, she can
0: do no wrong. She, she's gonna be the next president i hope so god that'd be a dream oh
3: speaking of the next president though michelle obama actually had a great prediction they asked her they're like who do you think should run on the democratic side and she goes based on how things are going now alluding to donald trump she goes i think sasha could run anybody should get in there which makes me think it's now like truth. was Sasha a bad kid <laughs>
0: <laughs> was she's the was she like touted as the bad one
3: no i mean she seems to be the fun one Right. Of the sisters. But okay. I'll take some of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I'll yeah. take I'll take anything. God knows how fifth grade education could run this country at this point. Oh, man.
3: Right. I think that's basically what she was saying. Hey, my 17 year old high school daughter could do this.
1: <laughs> oh. I'm going to cry so or true. just keep well, laughing. We have uh, What was sure it? Clinton's
0: uh, cat? Socks? What was it? Just have socks around the country. Mittens. mittens? Is it mittens? Was it something with socks? Because it had white paws. Is I it's a black cat with white paws. anyways Uh, all right so listen do we uh, is it time for a question do we have a question for other people is that what we're doing right now
3: what is the theme song before you guys get too far do you have a theme song
1: Andrew would you like to answer Uh, that question
0: I still have and and no the words out I, I, I DM them I was sliding into their DM. So Christina, we have this ongoing thing and I think it's actually becoming a thing now because <laughs> I'm trying to get this intro music from uh, this crazy band. It's like this neo-psychedelic band that I've been listening to for a little while now called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Okay. I'm just going to leave that there for a second. I right. don't oh, know Okay. Them. No, you don't <laughs> you know don't them? Know Wait, them. but you know everybody in Hollywood. Clearly not everybody.
3: They're not in Hollywood. <laughs>
0: They're like 15-year-olds in Australia, but they make this amazing music, and they do this funny, crazy stuff that's like super out there. And I've been trying to get the intro music to be them or the music throughout the show to be them, and I still haven't reached out to them, except for I just reached out to them, slid into their DMs. For, that was winking, for those of you who can't see what we're doing. And I have yet to get a reply. I mean, I feel like it's like, you know, girlfriend situation where you're like, hey, I really like you. Let me slide into your DMs. And you just don't get that reply.
1: Do you know what we should do, Andrew? I just thought about this. I know people who used to write jingles like for middle market radio and the people. I did a jingle for a porn shop in South Dakota, which is like one of the crowning achievements of my whole life.
0: Absolutely. That should be like the pinnacle.
1: We should have them write us our theme song. Ned and all them. The
3: people at the porn Great. shop?
1: Done. No, the people yes, who wrote
0: P- the jingle for yes, the, the porn shop.
3: <laughs>
1: the people who wrote the jingle for the porn
2: shop.
0: She's so confused, the jingle I was going to say, shop. I'm sure I can throw yes. something
1: together
3: here in the bathroom for you. You don't have to.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: that also sounds about right.
0: <laughs> okay, so are we going to get a question? Yeah, is let's that where we're right here?
3: So today, today our theme song is a little fun. A little yeah, different, yes. If you want to hear all right so when we get our questions today uh, there's going to be a sound effect and when you hear the sound effect we'll just kind of all go God, quiet so we is, can listen to
1: is
0: the it going to be the same sound the effect no. or is it the one that's in the email i just don't read the emails like clearly don't read them
1: <laughs> kind of sounds like a golden shower you can't talk. As someone who pursues improv, theater, and film, is there a way to keep the momentum going in all three realms, or is it necessary to just focus on one thing at a time,
3: trusting that it'll all work itself out? That's a
0: great. So, Christina, I know that you didn't hear that. I'll go again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll go one more time. let stay quiet right after the... Uh...
0: Yeah, whatever that leaky fart is. As someone who pursues
1: improv, theater, and film, is there a way to keep the momentum going in all three realms, or is it necessary to just focus on one thing at a time, trusting that it'll all work itself oh, that's
3: out? Oh, a, that's a great question. Thanks for your question. Um, First of all, all of us in this day and age, I think if you're an artist, you need to be a multi hyphenate. So that's the first part. Mm -hmm. Even if you only pick one discipline, like I'm just going to focus on comedy, or I'm just going to focus on musical theater, you still need to be a multi hyphenate within that genre. It's a good thing to know how to perform if you like to do that, but it's also good to know how to create original material. And I also, the thing that I am getting more into is learning how to produce and make new projects that you may or may not be a part of. Um, So yeah, so that's the one. (laughs) Was that specifically
0: directed to us? (laughs) Is that what you just, that felt a little pointed that you may or may not be a part of?
3: Yeah. So you guys, don't, I'm scared for you to put all your eggs in this podcast basket. I want to see you guys working on other stuff.
0: That's what <laughs> it's clearly going so well. You are our third guest, by the way. So we're really getting this thing nailed down in a not so nailed down way.
3: I think you guys are going great. You, your next guest needs to be somebody super famous, like Jen Sam Mando Nomanda, the creator of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> it gets me
0: every time. It gets me every time. So when I booked Hamilton, she, a teenage, like, I don't know who said it, a friend of ours told her, and something happened. She was like, oh, so. Can we just get Sim Sam and Bramba to come write the show for us <laughs> every time she does it? it makes me laugh so hard because I love Lynn, I love Lynn all like he's amazing, you don't but he's got need seventeen to say his names.
3: whole name. you just need to know phonetically that this is close to what I want to say. everyone knows who you're talking right. about. that's right that's the thing
0: it's so true though somebody so I asked somebody I introduced myself to them and we were I got on know playing golf or doing something, and he goes he goes, oh do you know uh do you know Juan Johnson and Masansa? And I was like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually do know that guy. <laughs> I, knew, I knew exactly what he was trying to say, but I didn't correct him. I couldn't correct him. And then it made me think of you, and I started laughing.
1: I have a question about your answer to that question, because so many of us now are able to be creators and be producers, like to have that ambidextrous brain. Do you think that the reason it was like institutionally like institutional knowledge that you just couldn't do both of those things? Like chicken or egg, right? Was that because people said you couldn't, so we didn't even try to develop our producer brain? Or do you think that's something that has started to become possible just because of tools and access? I don't know. Why, why are there so many of us that are able to straddle those two worlds now?
3: Oh, I definitely think it was psychological, like gatekeepers. Mm. There's major organizations that don't want people waking up and saying, I think I'll make a comic book. Because if you do that, yeah. then you might not yeah. buy one, right? And so I think it's just a part exactly. of commerce. It's the commercialization of art but if we go back and like let our kids and even us uh, as adults if we remember that we have the power to make things then no one really has the power to hire you or fire you and you can just be making your art and I think it also it's dangerous in a wonderful way it takes away the carrot of I have to wait for someone to give me this job right if I don't want your job or I just paid your job that's a really free way to be as an artist and also when we take this into the real world that's when we get into do you go to school all these years just so that someone can give you a job or do you start mm-hmm. doing it yourself and figure out how to create that you group? make your own job now granted I don't want anybody yeah. being like I watch Grey's Anatomy I can operate on you <laughs> but going to McDonald's does that make me a hamburger artist? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. But if that <laughs> inspires you to start your own restaurant, then I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Andrew? What
0: do I think? Dude, like, I like the cross-pollination of all of it, actually. I'm a big fan of like your own content. I'm a big fan of creating something that's indicative of your personality, of what you bring to the table, as opposed to you trying to be a vehicle for somebody else's material. And then let me create something that is my voice. Let me say what I want to say. And if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, Netflix is probably going to buy it.
3: Right. And also for the young people, it's okay if Netflix doesn't buy it either, guys. You're great. <laughs> uh,
0: right. No, it's fine. It's cool will probably get it.
1: <laughs> the question that I get the most is like some kids will always be like, so how did you do it? How did you get to that spot where you can do all of the things and people don't ask you a lot of questions? Do you get that question, Christina? And how do you answer that question?
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's a waiting game, right? Like- for some people, like I had a friend who literally booked three TV shows while she was on an airplane moving to Los Angeles. Yes, girl. Yeah. Wait, or guy. Girl, it Ooh, was, I it even was know. a woman. But I, I was just like, Amazing. that's so great for you. I've been out here struggling for a year. <laughs> I mean, so much so she like needed someone to help her sublet the apartment. Like she couldn't even move in. She had to just go straight back to Chicago and shoot the TV show. Wow. Um, Wow. But I think it's a waiting game. You know, it might not happen for a lot of people. It does not happen like that. Right. And so I think if you can wait it out, you have to know that you're good. You know, I recently, you know, booked a show and I think the last pilot, I did was eight years ago. If you would have told me when Mm. I first moved here, your next big network show will be eight years away, I would have been like, you're crazy. You know, I'm Mm. young, gifted, and black.
2: Yeah. But it was
3: eight years. And I had to like stay in the game though, because when the call came and they were like, hey, you need to meet with Kenya Barris and everybody at Blackish and all the people over at ABC and Tracy Ellis Ross wants to meet with you. I had eight hours to get ready, you know, so I needed to be in L.A. One after eight years, isn't that amazing? Eight um, years,
0: eight hours.
3: It eight out. It takes eight years and eight hours, right? And so I needed to be in L.A.
0: Right. So in that meeting, you flew to that meeting.
3: No, I.
0: Or you were in L.A. and you had to meet with the people at ABC at that. Yeah. In yeah, LA. so I
3: live in LA. So good thing wow. I didn't move away. Right. It's hard. Sometimes they will call you from another city and be like, Will you meet us? And so then you have to like try to cobble together your airfare for a same day plane ticket.
0: Yeah. That's crazy, right? Wow. Thank God for Southwest. Right. Southwest, you want to sponsor us?
3: So yeah. So good thing I stayed in Los Angeles. That's the key. Stay where you are and see if you can hack it out because that's the main part. I was already right. here mm-hmm. and then yeah, I went and the best part was is that I had already been creating my material. When I got their material, I decided to approach it as if I wrote it. And so, I made some subtle changes
0: That's not true.
3: There's nothing (laughs) subtle about you. I, I, for instance, like I wore a costume. I think you also have to like know, like, what's the thing you like to do? People do not wear costumes in Los Angeles to auditions. Okay. So I wore a costume because it's a period piece that I'm doing. And I just went for it. It was blackish. And it was a period piece. Yes, it's a blackish prequel. It's set in 1984. Oh
0: yes, okay, perfect. Oh, so cool. everybody that was is awesome just
3: wearing their regular clothes, and I just showed up in a silky leopard jogging suit with yes. big, like big uh, fake Versace gold earrings. Yep. Oh my god. I was like, for me, the thing I knew I had to do when I got this opportunity was, what do I do best? And I'm I know that my strong suit is theater and like working on stage and doing comedy, and so I didn't play to the camera. I think Brandon. Victor Dixon gave this advice. Don't play to the camera. I played to the room. So instead of doing the audition for the camera for the network, I did a play for the 40 people that were in the room watching me. Why it takes 40 people, I don't know. But I just did the show for them. And I was out of the frame. They were like, she's out of the frame. The camera isn't on. We've already, she already started. But
0: people are crying, laughing at what you're doing. So whatever I'm doing
3: is working, yes.
0: Exactly, right.
3: And then I, you know, when I was done, you know, I had to go. And I just said, I need, is anybody going to help me with my valet parking? Because that was like $25.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just in a room
0: of ABC execs and you're like, do you mind? Do you validate? Can you know I what? get a they 20 said, spot? Do you,
3: do you have any questions? And I go, I just need to ask somebody about the party <laughs> because I didn't have any questions. I knew what I did.
0: Just one pressing question. Cause I,
3: I felt good do about what validate? I did. Do you guys validate? And my just, <laughs> my team asked me when I left, they said, what do you think? And I said, I don't know if I got this, but they're going to call you about something. And I sent that email yes. I pulled out of the lot. The guy was like, hey, um, the parking is 25. And I said, they'll take care of you. And I left. And I don't know if they took care of him. But <laughs> <laughs> My point of that story is you have to know that you know you and your talent and what you do. Yeah. And don't wait. If I had waited all this time for somebody to give me a job, yeah, I would have left LA a long time ago and not been in the right position when the phone call came.
0: Great. That's what I was actually going to ask you about is when, because I know that there was a time in when we were working together where you were like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know what this is. There was like time where you were like, I'm done. I'm fucking done yeah. with this. yeah, am mm. i am I ready to go? What do yeah. I do? You know, you're working for Airbnb or whatever, and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah, what I was think,
3: that like? I hope that people don't have this moment, but yeah, I had a moment where I was like, I'm just gonna quit and be done. And I just started making a list of jobs I could do.
0: And there was one, and it was gas station attendant?
3: I think nurse was the next one that I put down. Mm -hmm. First of all, my family was like, (laughs) what are you doing?
0: You can't just watch Grey's Anatomy for that.
3: (laughs) No, and I started looking like, yeah, they had like, there were nursing programs. Then I looked into a teaching program. I actually did apply to a screenwriting program, and I got into that. So I am going to go to school still. But That's amazing. I think what I figured out about myself is if you have that moment, and if you're like me when that happened to me, when you start thinking about quitting and you're also thinking about taking on a different career, I think you do want to stay in your job in your artwork Mm. you're not saying i want to quit and be nothing and just stay at home you still want to find something to do and be useful but i think for artists especially it's hard because i was picking things like nursing school because once you finish nursing school you get your certificate and you become a nurse and then you pass the finish line or if you (laughs) like if you go to teaching school you become a teacher and they give you a classroom you've passed the finish line but with artwork the finish line keeps changing, right? You keep
1: kicking it right ahead of you. It's yes, you know? subjective. Yes. It's because it's subjective. Yeah, yeah.
3: So for someone, you know, there's one person who might say, hey, I grew up in Kansas City. I love doing these shows um, at my local Kansas City church. We do an Easter program. I love working with the kids there. This is this is acting. Mm-hmm. For someone else from Kansas City, they might be like, I've got to be in Jen Samuel, Verando's Hamilton. This is my goal. (laughs) It
0: really is so funny. It's so good. Every single time it gets it. Every time.
3: Both of those people, that's valid, right? They're both actors, both entertainers. Yep. For one of them, the goal is going to move before they know it. And so that guy who's in Kansas City, he's like, now I got to get out, out of the city. I've got to work on my acting. And so I think for artists, it's hard because it just keeps changing. I think for people writing, you get published, and then you realize people are like, oh, you only got one novel? You don't have another one coming? You're like,
1: what?
3: <laughs> get off my nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I wrote a TV show, and people are like, what about your next TV show? And I'm like...
0: Christina, I also want to... I want to talk to you about what you're up to at this moment, other than your bathroom. What What are you going to walk out and do today?
3: Oh, well, that might be... Super interesting. So after we finish this this talk, I have to go back and work my job at Airbnb Uh because I'm staying at Airbnb until ABC announces if our pilot is picked up to series. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Back to that original point, man. Wait eight years for eight minutes and then
3: maybe also it's gone again. Like,
1: who knows? Yeah.
3: And so everybody (laughs) I work with, they're just like, are you quitting? And I'm like, no, I'm just taking a week off to go shoot this. It's the re- I mean, right. It's high as uh, and low, I mean, right? yeah. So once we finish this, I'm going to go back to my day job at Airbnb. And then at the end of the night, I'm going to study my lines because I booked another TV show.
0: What? You are on fire.
3: Yeah, I am. I'm going to say two is a roll. <laughs> I booked two mm-hmm. things. That's a roll. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Two is <as> a roll.
3: <laughs> I've waited all my life for this moment. I'm playing a sassy black mom on a Disney show.
0: Yes. All right. Is it like the Black okay. Hannah Montana oh, or?
3: Um, I, I don't know. I've never seen it. I should also put that down to watch <laughs> you should it. Probably
0: do some research. <laughs> maybe just maybe just like watch a half an episode. Just get the tone. I don't
3: have cable. I live in a studio apartment at 42 years old. You think I got money for cable? <laughs> Do you know my favorite thing
1: is you're going to you have these two roles. everything's going to fucking take off like crazy and then people are going to be able to go back and listen to this little moment right before yes, it yes, all happened, where I was working you know?
2: literally
3: three jobs where you're like, in my bathroom in my
2: right bathroom.
0: three jobs my office is my bathroom and I'm recording a podcast
3: yeah, that and just I took
0: know. off and got sponsored by ABC. Oh wow! No, listen, I'm going straight to the top. I'm going <laughs> Starbucks Airbnb, big, ABC. Big jump. We just did it.
3: <laughs> Take me to coffee. Going to
0: the top, Emily. We're never firing you. <laughs> Take me to coffee.
1: How about that next question?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's go to the next question. Sorry, we're we're really going off the rails here. Excuse you.
3: Have you received any feedback on your archived works that have toured internationally? And can you speak a little bit about when a piece goes from the audience it was initially written for into a new audience and maybe one on the other side of the world? Oh, wow. That's an awesome question. So they're talking about when I worked at the Second City, which is a huge pipeline to like Saturday Night Live and The Daily Show and stuff like that.
0: I'm so sorry if Saturday Night Lives a it's a real thorn in your paw. I apologize for that.
3: Oh, not at all. I love everyone there. Oh my
2: god! Oh <laughs> she my god! She, she was Just
0: smiling. She was absolutely smiling. All right, let's Big
3: smile. shout out to Laura <laughs> Michaels. Lauren's daughter.
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) There's some like small, a small bit of animosity there, but maybe not.
3: Um, No. So, so when I was at the second city, so you work uh, in front of a live audience, it's a sketch comedy show. It looks very similar to Saturday night live and the work you write there then goes to tour with um, younger comedians. They take it out on the road and they tour it all over the U.S. and all over the world on cruise ships, everywhere. And so the work that you write, um, once you become an alumni, like a graduate, um, it tours the world. So like Stephen Colbert is an alumni, Tina Fey is an alumni. Then I'm a recent alumni. So I think their question is alluding to, there haven't been a lot of Black people, obviously, that came out of the theater. The Keegan-Michael Key is one, but there just haven't been a lot. And so it is interesting, the work that I write, it's women-centric, it's Black woman-centric. And so, yeah, when it, I hear that when it goes out of the country, people are like, what? This is nuts I think they, they they're they not as aware of like what racial tensions are like in the U.S. for black women and so because I write from that perspective they always hire a black woman wow. to the touring company so you always make sure there's somebody black in it yeah and it's I think it's great especially for comedy students in other countries I think they know a lot about our politics but they don't know a lot about black satire of politics
0: you mean the horrible foundation that we have in this country.
3: Well,
1: that's also that's terrifying in my head because improv is generative <laughs> that like this problem that starts at the beginning of the pipeline yeah. which is there's not enough people of color being moved through this then becomes a distribution problem where we're literally also then as a result not telling stories so the whole thing is fucked like from beginning to end that's so Yeah, and
3: it's why you get people doing sketches and improv about honey I just made dinner are you crazy this is nuts today at work and you're like wait hold on black people don't have enough food they killed my daughter today while she was driving home from work like our improv is going to be different because our issues are different Mm. and so I I'm on a personal mission to make sure more black kids know about improv. So thank you for your donation.
0: Starbucks and ABC. Starbucks. (laughs) And Airbnb.
3: (laughs) To Christina's African-American School of Improv for small black children.
0: To be specific, it's only for small black children. It can't be anybody over five feet.
3: No,
1: I I can't. I can't. You know how, like, on You Don't Know Jack, they have, um, like, funny sponsors. Can we have one segment? forever ever and ever on (laughs) this that's sponsored by christina anthony's the sketch comedy (laughs)
0: foundation for small black children
1: yes so brilliant we're just gonna let you sponsor us yes in name only in
3: name only i was gonna say we just just take your uh,
0: airbnb residuals or that one bud light commercial you shot
3: the show has not been picked up yet guys oh right (laughs) (laughs) but i hope you i hope you guys watch blackish on may 14th
0: oh you're gonna you've got like a you have one single episode, or yeah, the
3: episode is a backdoor pilot. So, oh,
0: yeah, all right. <laughs> and explain to us, and explain to our, our our lay people listeners, tell us what a backdoor pilot is.
3: Okay. So a backdoor pilot is when you shoot a pilot, but it's kind of dropped in and snuck into an existing episode of a show that's already on. The most famous backdoor pilot is the episode where Archie Bunker's black neighbor, George Jefferson, says he's moving on up and he leaves the neighborhood and he goes to live in a deluxe apartment in the sky. And that turns into the Jeffersons. Right. Um, so, yeah, and there's other shows. I think the Goldbergs just did a spinoff and now they have something called Schooled. So, Blackish is gonna do a spinoff. And this one is gonna be interesting because it's gonna spin backwards. And so, it'll be a prequel about the Black wife on Blackish. She's actually biracial, Tracy Ellis Ross. And it's a story about how her right. white dad and her Black mom met, got married, had kids, and how. She turned out to be—I don't know what the title is going to be—whitish. I don't know. So uh, they didn't ask me to do this. So when you watch Blackish, as you all should be, yes, it'll Blackish will come on, and you'll be like, "Hey, it's Blackish," and then they're going to say, "Hey, what about when you were a kid?" And then it's going to turn into our show, and you're going to actually be watching the pilot, wow. which is also cool because typically um, networks make pilots, and we don't get to see them. We just know they were terrible. So hopefully you'll get to see this yeah. and you'll see how great it is. Right. Oh God.
0: I can't wait. April 14th, April Cut 14th. Down, 14th. There so it is. Exciting.
3: Let's May, go. No, May 14th. God, May you 14th. See, I can't
0: do anything <laughs> right. Oh, we do have one more question. Can you put on the old lady fart sound?
3: <laughs> oh. My question is what sustains you as a creative, such a challenging, um, profession and one that requires a lot of resilience. Where do you go to refill your tank? What is the source of your strength as you pursue your dreams and your goals as a performer?
0: Oh. Mic drop. This that's, is an awesome question. question.
3: Um I'm going to be honest, as you should be. So, I'm going to say I love to I follow Jesus. I love to pray, but I also believe in the power of therapy. I think combining your pills and your prayer together <laughs> having a show- <laughs> It's having so a strong, whatever um, spiritual thing you you want to cling to, that's what's important for you. I find that um, having a spiritual practice is like learning how to play a sport or play an instrument. It's just a great way to work that part of your brain and your heart. Also having talk therapy or regular therapist or psychotherapist, someone you can talk to that is not your family member or not your friend is super important. And there's even, there's a great app that I used when I didn't have health insurance called Seven Cups. And it's an app where you can talk to people. They're either, I think they're learning to become therapists. You can talk with them and it's really easy on your phone. You can download the app. It's totally free. Uh, They're called listeners, not therapists but you talk to them the same way you would a therapist and you just kind of text your problems and they text you back and it's totally anonymous. So your name will be like Maui breeze one, two, three. And then you just like talk about your problems. It's amazing. I highly recommend it.
0: I love it. That's really amazing.
3: It's crazy. Right. In our, in our profession. I mean, like in, like you just said in your life,
1: having that third person moderator, you know what I mean? That's nothing to do with you is important, but then add on like being a fucking artist where you're just like, you're seeing only what's like right, you know, your vision, your creativity and all that stuff. Man, having that that third party to kind of give you some clarity on your on on how you're processing and intaking
3: everything that's happening is so important. It's totally important because sometimes like your friends and family sometimes they don't support you, right? And my mom's a good example of she's a fair weather friend as far as being a fan (laughs) of me. And I will tell her, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. You know, I've probably been on, I don't know, maybe a hundred and something pilots in the last eight years. And everybody was like, no, 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 no. And I would tell my mom and she's like, this is so much rejection. You're so smart. You could be anything. Why don't you become a lawyer, be a banker, do something. Right. And so she doesn't mean to discourage me. She just wants to protect me from the rejection. Like stop letting people hurt you. Right. As soon as I got this TV show, I knew it all along, Christina, the minute you were born, I knew you would be a star. And so now,
0: Did you immediately have to go talk to your therapist immediately after that conversation?
3: I did. I was like, look, like this woman, she tells me to quit. And then she tells me to stick with it. And she's like, who is this woman? Cut her out. I'm like, it's not my friend. She's my mom. This this (laughs) is a woman I know. She's my mother. They can't help themselves, right? They can't help themselves. And she's like, I want to go to the Emmys. I'm like, girl, they're not going to have me at the Emmys just because I was on a TV show once for five minutes. (laughs) But she's just so, she believes so much now. Right? Yeah. So you can't deal with these people that are, they're just on the emotional roller coaster with you, and it's because they love you. That third party, that therapist. And also, I say don't. I had a friend call me the other day to say, I need you to, like, talk me off the ledge. Well, you don't know if I'm on a ledge right now, too. Not that I'm going to push you, but I might not grab for you because I'm trying to also Mm -hmm. survive, too. And it's hard to save people when you're also kind of just barely above water yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think a therapist, somebody, or get the listener on Seven Cups – Or even if you have to just journal and burn it or flush it down the toilet or whatever, but you need to get it out into another party that is not a loved one.
0: An impartial third party.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, God. That's really, really helpful. Um, We're getting the signal that the plane is landing from (laughs) Emily.
3: (laughs) Thanks Southwest. Our genius
0: producer. Thank you Southwest for flying today. Um,
3: I love this concept: a podcast that takes place on an airplane while <laughs> trying to drink hot coffee. Exactly, That's a instant good idea. hot
0: coffee. Because
1: then we can build up the miles. So you've got the plane ticket when they call you exactly for a meeting in Chicago. Right? UK. Yes. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so May fourteenth,
3: we're all watching Blackish. Everybody it's out there watch show. Blackish. So it is also a genius exciting. show. You should be
0: watching it anyways. It's actually a yeah, pretty genius totally. show. It's 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 a really good show.
3: It is an excellent show. And then yeah. It's
0: only to be made more excellent by witnessing Christina Teeny Anthony's delicious comedy and emotional heart.
3: It's gonna be great. There's some real surprises in there. Are you gonna I feel
1: like Andrew just complimented you I think, I but I can't did. quite
0: tell. Kind of did. I want. <laughs> I, I actually want that. Christina to do an impromptu um, sing off as our sign off today. Can you? Can you just improv something a little bit for us about like your experience today on the podcast or what you what you imagine this interview was today? Can we just um, from the bathroom? Today's guest, Christina Anthony, has a little something for you all out there. Mm, what is it, Teeny?
3: I'm in my bathroom, pouring out my heart and soul. I'm in my bathroom. Take me to coffee from my toilet bowl. <laughs> the end. That's exactly what. I <laughs> need. You guys, I live in a studio apartment. What did you think I was gonna do? Book a studio here in LA to do this? It
0: kind of, it kind of actually just looks like you live in the bathroom of a studio. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And somebody else has the main room. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. But somebody else has got the main living room, you're like, we got to cut costs. We got to spend it. Until this pilot goes, I'm living in the bathroom. I see
3: your closet right by. It's real you. life. It's real life, guys.
0: No, the struggle is real. It's true. Seven Cups. Shout out to Seven Cups. Thank you to all you listeners out there also.
3: You're not I'm struggling.
0: Thinking. No, I'm clearly not struggling.
3: You work for 10 <laughs> Sim, Sham, 10 Channel, McKenna. If, <laughs> if you're listening as well, I auditioned for Hamilton and i never heard i'm that. sorry
0: was this the cut susan b anthony track no
3: it should be it should
0: have been right
3: susan b anthony was white
0: george washington <laughs> was white too
3: right no. Oh, I guess, yeah. What? Yeah, have you seen Hamilton? Oh, I <laughs> have you seen the show? I forgot. Oh, Hamilton is the one where they let Blacks and Latinos and Asian people, they can have fun with history. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: Wait, so your audition experience was what now? On a show that you have no no idea what's going on, clearly.
3: I auditioned. I had, no, I had not seen the show, but that was due to budgetary restrictions. Y'all know I've talked about a budget on here a few time Uh
0: airbnb not sponsoring that
3: i had not seen the show but i figured the last time when i auditioned for the lion king they said hey we'll give you tickets to see the lion king so i figure if i sign up for hamilton to audition they'll give me a ticket like Bernie. Right, said. right. Yeah. And they said, we can't do that due to the wild popularity of said show. Uh-huh. So unfortunately I had to just go in based on what I had seen on Instagram. <laughs> and so they said, tell us more about what role you think you're right for. And I said, the biggest one, or I will also audition for what's the man that Davi Diggs was
0: thomas jefferson
3: who did he play jefferson yeah thomas well, Mark- jefferson boy i'm having deja vu this is almost the exact same conversation i had with them and so they said <laughs> well the role of thomas jefferson <laughs> uh-huh. i should say too i got i was actually talking with casting because the people that cast us and found
0: right same people same office yeah, yeah yeah same office
3: so there was uh, there was a little bit of familiarity. Oh, they knew you. They were like, well, let's see what Christina's up to. So yeah, so I did, I want to say full disclosure, I probably wasted somebody's real appointment. <laughs> but yeah, <so> we <laughs> talked about that, and they said no. And so then I said, well, can I still do it anyway? And they said, sure, but we're not auditioning for this role. But if you'd like to use your five minutes, then fine.
0: So did they give you the, the Thomas Jefferson material, or did you just bring it they in? They
3: said no, they wouldn't. Okay. So I I went ahead and prepared. I fixed it so that it would be better for me. Yes. And so I performed as M.C. Light performing as Thomas Jefferson. And <laughs> I went ahead. I performed M.C. Light light as a rock. No. You can cha-cha-cha no. to this Mardi Gras. Yeah, and they were like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> and then, yeah, I got some feedback from my agents in New York City because I'm also repped in New York City. And they said... So everybody
0: out there knows Christina is bi-coastal.
3: I'm bi-coastal. Yes. And they said, the casting people wanted you to know they're so glad that you tried out. Tried out. <laughs>
0: Christina, I am obsessed with you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that this eight-year drought is over, that you have made the real mark on all of infomercial television.
3: And I guess my whole point of this is kids never give up because I have a feeling we're going to be right back here on Take Me to Coffee next week talking about how I've been asked to watch <laughs> one night of Hamilton. I don't think they're gonna ask me to join the <laughs> cast, but I feel like they're gonna go ahead and send me a comp.
0: I feel like they're gonna give you a free ticket, at least after this. Yeah, definitely.
3: So I just, oh. but it was a great experience, and thank you. Jess,